0: strengthened in their faith, and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord, good evening to you, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. we the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we pick up on the theme that we started yesterday, and our subject this week is Biblical Success and Prosperity, Emphasis on Biblical. Biblical. And we started yesterday's program, as we will today, by listening to Isaiah 55, verses 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And, Junie, pointed out yesterday when Jesus walked the earth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So we need to understand the ways of God. Now, we also need to understand how God interprets words rather than us giving our own definition. For example, when you hear the word success, you no doubt think of money, material possessions, having a an important position, and enjoying the world what the world would call the good life. The definition in the dictionary of success is a favorable result, a wished for ending ending, gaining of wealth or advantage. And uh, prosperity means good fortune and being successful successful. But God's ways, as we just said, are different than our ways. His thoughts are so much different than ours. We went to Psalm one, and read the first three verses. And actually, in verse one, Junie, we come across that word way again. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way or path of sinners. They don't sit in the seat of scoffers, but the delight of this one is in the law of the Lord. And in verse three, it says, And in whatever he does, he prospers. That's the man that delights in the word of the Lord who does not walk in the path of the ways of the wicked. He doesn't stand in the path of sinners and he doesn't sit in, in the way, in the seat of scoffers. So again, we're beginning to see what really is biblical success and prosperity. Well, I believe, and I think you will also, spiritual prosperity and success is far more than anything the world can give us. We went to first Kings chapter two, verse three. When David gave instructions to his son Solomon, who was going to become the king, and after the instructions it, it said, "So that you may succeed in all that you do, wherever you turn." And what was what was his instruction? Obey, hear and obey the word of God. We read from Deuteronomy twenty nine nine. When Moses spoke to Israel, he said, "Keep the words of this covenant to do them, that you may prosper." in all that you do. You see, it's a continuous theme in the scripture. There is a clear message, and it tells us how to live, how we can obey the word of God, that we are to delight ourselves in the word, and that we become doers of the word. And all that will determine the degree of biblical success and biblical prosperity. We pointed out yesterday that the only time success is mentioned either in the New or Old Testament in the King James Version is in the book of Joshua and we read from verses 1 to 6 and then we picked up on 7 and 8 and in verse 7 it says only be strong and courageous be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn from it to the right or the left so you may prosper wherever you go verse 8 and this is where the word success appears in the King James Version. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do all according to what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. I believe the point is really coming clearer and clearer, Junie, that success from God's viewpoint is very different than success from the world standpoint. And may God may give us the right choice when we seek the ter- terminology of the Bible, prosperity and success. Well, let's look at the Hebrew word for success. It's sochal. And it appears about 75 times in the Hebrew scriptures. And in over 50 of them, again, the word is translated success, It means to act wisely. Oh, I pray this could be inscribed in your mind, in your heart, and in your spirit. God's success, according to the Hebrew word, means to act wisely, to be skillful, and to be prudent. You see, now, you could, and then we'll say this often this week, you could be blessed financially, true, and that's part of success. But the heart of God for success is to act wisely, be prudent, be skillful. In all the verses that we read, it was always promising success and prosperity if you hear and obey the word of God. Who would not want to be successful?
2: And so when you mentioned God give us the right choice, what you were really, Shelley, was that we would choose God's way and not our own and be so how act wisely
1: that's really true and you know one of the best prayers most powerful prayers in all of the scriptures uh, is Paul's prayer to the Ephesian church now it might not have the word success or prosperous in it but I believe that this is a, a cry from all of our hearts Ephesians 1 verses 17 to 19 That the Lord God, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and a knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the, what is the hope of His calling? What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in, in this, in the saints? My brothers and sisters, how much more is it important to be biblically successful than worldly successful and that prayer sums it all the riches of the glory of his inheritance and it's interesting the word riches speaks of the glory and many times journey we see what where the riches or where our riches should lie for example in romans 923 it speaks of the riches of his glory in in romans 24 it speaks the riches of his kindness and in a, a great prayer in verse eleven, in chapter eleven of Romans, verse thirty-three, it speaks of his riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Can you think of a, a greater wealth than anybody could have, rather than the, the the riches of the wisdom of God?
2: And you know, Shelley, it also says in the scriptures, "Where your treasure." You, oh yes, is there will your heart be also. So if our whole treasure, our whole desire is really in the knowledge of God, to know him, to experience him, to learn about his ways, you know. Israel knew Moses' acts, but Moses knew God's ways yes. and as his servants to know the way of the Lord that our hearts would be one with him to see his heart's desire be accomplished through our life through our family through our marriage through um, our community through our church
1: yes Lord
2: that's a treasure of And part of his richness that money can't buy, Shelley, nothing this side of heaven compares to loving God and having our treasure in him for eternity.
1: Hallelujah. Oh, treasures and riches are, are something that we should long for. It says in Proverbs 22, verse 1, a good name is to be more desired than great riches. In in Proverbs 22, 4, the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Then if you have your book, your Bible open to Proverbs 24, I'm going to read the first four verses. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. It sounds a little like Psalm 1, doesn't it, Junie? For their minds devise violence, and their lips talk of trouble. By wisdom... By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Who would not want riches like this? We read in Philippians 4, 19, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Junie, I hope your and my appetites are being whetted as well as the our audience, that we should be uh, desirous of this. No matter what it takes, can we enjoy the riches and glory in the Messiah Jesus?
2: And that's really it, Shelley, because when you think of the Lord supplying all of our needs according to his riches and glory... The general thought is outside of ourselves. Really, You know, paying our bills, food, clothing, the necessities of life. But there are riches that are greater that he wants to supply for us that we need. And that is his humility, his forgiveness, his love, his ways and not our own. And it's a promise in Philippians that he will supply that for us in our need. And I think we all need it, Shelley, in our marriages, with our families, with our neighbors, with our enemies. We need God's love in us to pour out from us and ask him to pour that into us. And that is, so that is success, Shelley.
1: Success, again, we need to repeat it so it's so clear. Success from God's viewpoint is to act wisely, to be prudent in what God calls you to be. Hallelujah. Um, We need to see that riches are spoken of so often in scriptures, the riches of his glory, as we said before. And there's a tremendous verse In James chapter two, verse five, listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? Junie, what a concluding verse to end this program with listen my brethren did not God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him Lord we thank you Lord we thank, thank you, you Lord. Lord you are so abundant there's nothing that you do halfway it's total riches in glory and riches in the Lord because we have we are full of sochao. we act wisely and will be successful in the Lord
2: and we have you Jesus
1: in your name